What's going on guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host as always, Evil Eddie. And I'm running down here really quick because I was just upstairs. My roommate is leaving right now and the dogs are going to go crazy in just a second. So I had to put the door up, get all set up. But you know what? Tonight UFC 236 is going down. Max Holloway against Dustin the Diamond 2. But this time for the title. And I'll tell you what guys. There's been a lot that has changed over the last couple of years. If you guys remember, last time these two fought, Dustin the Diamond came out on top with, I believe, a choke. He actually ended up winning. This was about five years ago. And, you know, Max Holloway, when he first came into the UFC, he had his rough patches. But after he lost to Dustin and then he lost to Connor, he went on a killing spree. Ended up becoming champion, taking out some of the biggest names inside our sport today. So UFC 236 kind of going under the radar. I don't see many people talking about it on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm trying to pull up Instagram right now. Where is my webpage? But we're going to be previewing this on Tapology and see what everybody is picking for. Because I always like looking on there and seeing what the predictions are for everybody. But look at this. Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gaslam is on this card as well. So, before we jump into the show, this episode of Pure Evil on the Man is brought to you by MMA Team Manager. They're sponsoring us for the month where you can play as a manager, see what it takes. Everybody out there that thinks they know what it takes to be an MMA manager. They look at someone like Ali Abdelaziz. They look at some of these big time names. Malkiah, uh, they think they, they know how to do it better than that. Play this game and see if you have what it takes to lead your team of fighters to the gold championship belt. And you can play against other online players out there. And we're going to be doing a giveaway as well for one of you guys out there. You can download this now. I'm going to be doing gameplay as well so you guys can see how cool this game really is. This is one of the most realistic games. For those of you guys out there that love the uh, the strategic games out there. And I know there's a lot of people out there that love, you know, sitting behind the computer playing World of Warcraft or going on Twitch and playing like This is a hot game. It just came out. And I'm really excited that they're sponsoring us for this month. So make sure to check them out. And we're going to be jumping right into tonight's card with UFC 236 going down. And I'm going to be giving you guys my predictions. There's a lot of fights on this card that people are sleeping on. And one that comes right to mind, Alan Joe Bounds on this card. You know what else is on this card? Eric Anders. Those two guys I've interviewed before in the past. I may be a little biased, but those are two big names here in this new era. Since 2015, we're seeing a lot of these new guys. And you know, somebody like Eric Anders or somebody like uh, Alan Joban, you know, when they go in there, it's always an exciting fight. I actually, Eric Anders, before his last fight against Elias Theodoro, I interviewed them both back to back that same night within the same hour. And it was so cool to see the dynamic between the two. I, I told, uh, Elias, I was like, Elias, can we set up an interview? Once again, are you going to come back on Pure Evil? And he said, yeah, no problem, bud. And then uh, you guys actually reached out to Eric Anders. Like, can you come on Pure Evil May? He agreed to it. So then I told Elias, I was like, Elias, your, your opponent's going to be coming on tonight. He's like, what time? 
I was like, oh, 8 o'clock, book me for 7.30. I got to get in there before him. So I, I, I love the personality of uh, Elias, and he has an upcoming fight uh, pretty soon, I believe, as well. But Eric Anders, Alan Joban, Israel Adesanya, Max Holloway, Dustin Diamond. I mean, this card is so stacked. There is no way. There is absolutely no way we are not going to see fireworks tonight. And if I could rate this card, let's jump into uh, Tapology really quick. Let me pull you guys into Tapology. Let me make sure this is popping up for you guys. Tapology, Max Holloway versus Dustin Diamond 2. Let's really quick before we give a, a preview of this card. Let's see who else is on here. Eric Anders versus Khalil Roundtree. Oh my goodness. See, I, I'm guilty of it, guys. I'm going to raise my hand. I'll put the dunce cap on right now. But with all the latest news going around and a lot of negative headlines surrounding Conor McGregor, uh, th th there hasn't been that many positive headlines going out there besides, what's the announcer's name? Gooden doing a walk for mental health, stuff like that. I love seeing stuff like that. And this is what we see on the news all the time. It's all these negative headlines. I love seeing those those positive headlines. But this week has just been a dark cloud of of nonsense and i won't lie i'm gonna give you guys my pure reaction and i spoke about it before with pg sports but i didn't give you guys my my best in that because you know i like doing it solo or with somebody that understands the sport 100 percent. pg sports amazing guy he does a lot for the sport a lot for the upcoming fighters his brand is amazing but i don't know if he has his ear to the track as much as some of the diehards like me or the other media members do so i wasn't able to go fifth gear and full throttle and get into how i felt about it but you know we watched the Pauli malinaji versus artem thing which is going down tonight as well i mean there's a lot of excitement going down shout out to our girl misfit who's going up there against i believe her name's britain hart and this is going to be for the title bkfc man huge 2008 18 started out people were tuning into the first card did very well Second card, did pretty decent. By the fifth card, you're building your superstars up. You're building, you know, people like Misfit Ferrer. You got people like Chris Lieben going from one BK, uh, a bare knuckle promotion to this one, which there was a lot of confusion for a little bit. There was another promotion out there for bare knuckle that uh, wasn't paying their fighters, which we hate hearing. And as journalists, we have a responsibility to, to call them out. And shout out to Eric Cowell of MyMMANews.com, the owner of MyMMANews.com, for having the cojones to, to call them out. If, if, if there's anyone out there that should be doing it, it's the media. And you got to go, well, what do you have to lose? We have a lot to lose. Our credentials. You know, if we report something that ends up being false or we're, we're wrong or, you know, uh, we, we have incriminating evidence, but... There's no actual hard evidence. We've seen this with Ali Abdelaziz and the people going after him, uh, you know, which is another dangerous thing. A name that a lot of media members don't like saying or reporting on because he has so many fighters in his circle that if you say something about him, you could be on the blacklist. You can get blackballed. So shout out to Eric Cowell for calling this out. Now you're seeing a lot of these fighters, even Paulie Malinaji, uh, Jason Knight is going to be fighting Arnold Bob tonight. You got Beck Rawlings fighting for this organization. I mean, Rumble Johnson being a big part of the organization. Uh, well, this is huge. 
this is huge and it's going down tonight. I don't know exactly how much the pay-per-view cost, but I, I got to tell you, I'm interested to see what some of these results are going to be. And I'm looking more forward to what happens after this. I mean, you have a storyline building between Paulie and Artem. Not many people are even talking about Jason Knight versus Artem. I don't even think he was there at that presser. So, even if Artem loses, I still want to see that fight. But let's jump back into Tapology and see what else we got on this card here for UFC 236. So, Eric Anders, Khalil Roundtree. And we're going to break this down in a minute. Alan Joban versus Dwight Grant. Nikita Krylov versus OSP. I mean, jeez. Going down deep in the card here. Let's see. Wilson Hayes versus uh, Alexandre Putahaja. Max Griffin is on this card? And he's all the way down here? Are you serious? Why isn't Max Griffin on this main card? Oh, well, here we go. He's on a two-fight losing streak. And shout out to him, man. Two uh, losses via decision. That Thiago fight. I had him on directly after that. I thought was a robbery. Easily a robbery. You're fighting down in Brazil and I asked him. I was like, man, after something like that happens, do you ever want to fight down in Brazil again? This is something that a lot of the fighters out there know about. If you go to Brazil, you're fighting somebody that is a, a, a Brazilian fighter. Chances are, if it goes to the decision, even if you did a great job in this fight, if it's close, it's not going to you, which is an issue. Uh, Boston Salmon versus Khalid Taha. Bilal Muhammad on this card versus Curtis Milan. Are you serious? Bilal Muhammad this far down on this card? And we're going to get to watch it for free? Now, I believe this is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, maybe the prelims will be on ESPN, which I would love. I do enjoy them doing that because when the deal broke, I thought we were going to get a, you know more than four cards on ESPN and understand this is a pay-per-view card so usually they will have the prelims on ESPN to promote it you guys got a great card ahead of you Bilal Muhammad Curse Milan on this are you serious Bilal Muhammad I interviewed this guy when he was in Titan FC coming up he made his debut oh man who did he make his debut against it he did so well he did so well almost beat his opponent it was Alan Joban it was Alan Joban he beat him, uh, I believe, in the in that third round, almost finished him. And ever since then, man, he's been doing a, a crazy good, crazy good job. And you know what? Besides that fight that he had at UFC 205, which it was kind of a mess because his original opponent got, I, I believe his original opponent was Lyman Good, and he got pulled out uh, for testing or, or whatever. And he got placed up against Vincente Luque. On short notice. And we know what happened there. I mean, I even spoke to Bilal about that. And he was like, man, to be... And this was before the fight got pulled off. He was like, to be able to fight on UFC 205. Which I have the poster right behind me here in studio. This is one of the best nights. Uh, you know, my mother even asked. She was like, how do I watch? Oh, Connor's in the way. Connor's in the way of it. But uh, my mother even asked. My father... There were so many people that don't usually watch the sport. This was the eye-opening moment. UFC 205 was an eye-opening moment for a lot of people uh, that have been following the sport for a long time to be like, oh, wow. People actually are realizing that UFC and our work that we do every day matters. 
And they're asking those questions, man, with people that don't care about the sport. They want to know about Conor McGregor. They want to know about these big superstars coming up. John Jones, Ronda, like, that was a big night for us. And the way that Conor McGregor went in there and did it, of course, if you're a fighter, someone coming from Titan FC as the champ, and you're going over to the big show, you have an amazing performance against Alan Jobet. You didn't win it. You had an amazing performance, and there's a lot of people excited to see you fight. And they offer you UFC 205. Connor's the headline. I say this all the time to every fighter. Every 15 minutes, there is a new fight coming about. Two new people. And if you're a little kid or a grown man, and you don't follow the sport that often, what is it about you that is going to stick out? That, you know, a card like this, there's a lot of eyes on you. Of course, Blah Muhammad wanted to go in there and have his shot to shine. I'm excited, man. He is so deep on this prelim card, but you know what? Let's let's pray that, and I'll double check for you guys. Let's pray that this is actually going to be free on ESPN. Let's jump back over to this card. All right, who else we got? Montel Jackson versus Andre Sukum. Are you serious? Andre Sukum, all the way down here. Wow. Anyway, okay, he's on a two wins, three losses. All right, that's fine. Moderate underdog, but still a huge name there. RJ Sukumta, the Asian sensation. <coughs> Lauren Bethello versus Lauren Muller. <coughs> hey, oh, cut to Z. Stop to Z. No, no, no. Lauren, what do you need? Yo, I'm live right now. Hey, Madonna, me. Sorry about that, guys. Laura Mueller on this against Paulina Bothello. Decent card. Even on the prelims, going deep. Randy Costa. Okay, Randy Costa. If you guys have been watching Pure Evil MMA for a while now, what have I been saying for the last year and a half? Keep your eyes out for this guy named Randy Costa. I've seen him fight a bunch of times. This guy is a killer. Last couple of times I've seen him fight, he's getting first-round knockouts. Let, let, let me show you guys really quick, because I'm not going to go this deep when we preview the card. I'm going to go all the way back to the top. We're going to get in the meat and potato of a thing. But his last fight, Rob Fuller, KO punches. First round, man. First couple of seconds of that fight. Before that, Chris Thorne, KO body shots. First round, I was there. Kenny Lewis, KO head kick. I was there. This guy is an animal. Stacey Anderson, KO nine months ago. Chris Caterno, four... Look at this. His last four fights have all been this year. Now he's going into the big stage against Brandon Davis, who's on a two-fight losing streak, but he is still coming as the slight favorite because he does have that UFC, you know, he's been under the bright lights before. So it's, it's very understandable here, but pretty close. Slight underdog plus 130 for Randy Costa. And you got to remember, I, I, I've talked to a lot of fighters that have gone from, you know, even he's coming from the same organization. Randy Costa is coming from the same organization that uh, that JoJo Gianetti fought for or fights for currently, and I believe they actually have a, a fight tonight. I, I believe I'm not 100. I believe they have a fight tonight. Even last night, I did an interview with uh, one of JoJo Gianetti's uh, teammates' mothers for Cage Titans. Randy Costa, man. If you ask anybody here on the East Coast who Randy Costa is, they know damn well who he is. Him, Mitch Raposa. There's a lot of guys here on the East Coast. Cage Science, 
You guys heard me. Got my award for PureEvilMMA.com for best promotion. Underground promotion of the year. You've heard me talk about this quite a few times here. So Randy Cost is starting things off. And you got to remember, like I was just saying, I've spoken to a lot of fighters, uh, Jose Shorty Torres, about this when he came up to the big leagues. A lot of fighters, not just him. About what you're going through when you're under those big lights in the UFC. You hear Bruce Buffer calling your name. This is a pay-per-view card. Bruce Buffer should be calling him out. This is huge. You walk out, you're smelling beer and popcorn and Vaseline. There's a lot going through your mind. Some guys can just cancel all that out. But let's be real. Any one of us watching this right now, that's going to have an effect on you. And I think that is a huge reason why we're going to see this have negative 155 slight favorite. But Randy Costa, man, I'm going I'm to immediately pick him. I, I think he can get the finish, man. I think he can get the finish. If not the first, maybe the second. Maybe he needs one round to just, you know, get going. You're under the bright lights. You just need to get going. Things are clicking. Dots are connecting. Doesn't make a difference whether here, there, or the other place. Once things start rolling and you can cancel all that out. I can see that for Randy Costa, man. This guy's a freaking killer. Keep your eyes on him. All right, so let's go all the way back up to this main card. Max Holloway versus Dustin the Diamond. Let's see what you guys are picking here. Holloway, 82%. 82% for Max Holloway to win this. Only 18% for Dustin the Diamond. Now, like I said, Dustin the Diamond won the first fight. He's on a four-fight winning streak despite that one Eddie Alvarez illegal knee that he took. Jim Miller, brutal fight. Man, that was two years ago. Anthony Showtime Pettis beats him via rib injury one year, four months ago. Justin Gaethje beat him. Justin Gaethje's man. Another guy I interviewed before coming to the UFC. Another guy that shined on his debut. You know, matter of fact, fun fact for everybody out there. Justin Gaethje's the only fighter in UFC history in his first five fights to get five bonuses. How about that? And then his last fight against Eddie Alvarez, he got the rematch eight months ago, and he got the win via KO. Now you look over at Max Holloway. What has changed over the years with Max Holloway? He came into the UFC, really young guy, young buck. And like I said, lost to Dustin, lost to Connor, and went on a killing spree. Really bloomed in front of everyone. We watched this guy fall into place. He was starting to connect dots. And just start climbing that ladder. Let's see his last five fights. Ricardo Lamas, decision. Anthony Pettis, KO. Great fight. Jose Aldo, KO. Ground and pound. They ran it back. All right, is this the real deal? Was it a fluke? Nope. He fights Jose Aldo again. Does the same thing. And you guys saw what Jose Aldo was able to pull off in his last couple of, or his last fight. He still got a lot of us out there are saying, Jose Aldo's back. Showtime Pettis is back. Max Holloway took both those guys out. Looks even better for Max Holloway when his opponents that he's beat win, especially in fashion like they have. Then the last fight that he had against Brian Ortega. Now, I have to say, 60% of you guys out there are probably guilty of picking Brian Ortega to beat Max Holloway. Because let's not forget what Max Holloway is bringing to the table. Max Holloway in this fight Beat Jose Aldo twice, and he has Brian Ortega come up. Brian Ortega is a fighter who 
He could be down every single round and pull something off real quick, tap you out. Max Holloway minced me out of Brian Ortega. So much so that his corner had to throw in that towel. He was getting he was getting slaughtered in this fight. And I, I said it before the fight went down, Brian Ortega doesn't have the best stand-up, but he can pull that trigger at any second. You never know when it's happening. You never know when it's going to happen. Max Holloway was able to pull it out and really shined in that fight, showing everybody, I'm taking out the legends. I'm taking out these young up-and-comers that you guys are all gasping as soon as he grabs a hold of somebody. I'm the guy. I'm the new breed. I'm the new breed. And now he wants... Listen, you know what I love even more about this fight against Dustin versus... Or Max versus Dustin, excuse me. Max Holloway made a great point not long ago when we were talking about his rematch that he was wanting with Conor McGregor. He said, you know, in basketball, in baseball, year for year, if a team goes on a win spree or you know makes it to the Super Bowl, just because they lost a Super Bowl last year does not mean in any shape, form, there's no way or anybody that's going to tell them, no, they beat you last year, so, you know, we don't want to see this fight. You can't have it. They already beat you four years ago, five years ago. We don't want to see it. Only in MMA does that happen. And I thought that was a great point that Max Holloway made. Now, who else is on the list when it comes to Max Holloway? Who else is on this list that he's lost to that he wants to get back in there with? Hmm. Dustin the Diamond. His only other loss uh, for a big name. So what does he do? He waits for Dustin to call him out. You know, get a couple of fights. And Dustin's been on a killing spree as well. He's another guy. Ever since he lost to Conor McGregor, he is working his way back up. He wants that shot. There was a moment when I, I believe that he wanted to walk away. He wanted to walk away from the UFC because he wasn't getting fair treatment. He was supposed to be fighting uh, Nate Diaz. And the winner of that was supposed to, you know, there, there's all these things that people are, are promised but never receive. There is no lose situation here. You have your title shot here, Dustin. You beat this guy before. And I talked about this with James McSweeney, my co-host on Gloves Off, about the mentality going into a fight against somebody that you've already beaten. Now, what was really cool, well, what James said is, that most of the time, that fighter's going to have the upper hand. Look at Chuck Liddell versus Tito 2. There's a, look at John Jones for DC 2. There's always that upper hand. Uh... John Jones versus Gustafson, too. There's always that upper hand of, all right, I beat this guy. You're not overlooking him, but you've been there before with them. You're, you're comfortable with them. But Max Holloway, years have gone by. A lot has changed. Max Holloway is bigger now. He's probably faster now. But so was Dustin. And there was a great video that came out recently of Dustin watching the replay of their first fight and these two looked like young little kids they looked like little kids in there compared to how they've evolved into the elite fighters they are right now to headline UFC 236 this is going to be a really exciting fight so when I see this in here when I see that topology fans 
probably up 82%. I understand that. 82% and a good majority of that, 75% of the 82%, if you're following along, have them by KO. 18% with Dustin. I'll tell you what, guys. I'm actually leaning towards Dustin to win this fight. Max Holloway has had his swagger is out now. You know, it, usually in the first round with both these guys, with, with a lot of fighters out there, it's a feeling out process. I think we're going to see fireworks tonight within the second, third. I don't think it's going to leave the fourth round. I really don't. I think, because, okay, if you look at Dustin, some of the fights that he's lost or have had trouble with before in the past has come because, has occurred due to him getting ballsy, like we saw with Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes, where, all right, this guy hit me, I got to hit him back even harder. He hit me twice, I'm going to hit him three times. We've seen a big change in Dustin the Diamond when it comes to that fighting style, when it comes to that cockiness and ego. He's starting to listen to his corner more. He's starting to fall back. If he has a fighter rocked, he's not going to go in there and swarm and get sloppy. He's going to fall back, be very calculated. We've seen that evolution with Dustin. And I think just because of that, we're going to see back and forth. I see a back and forth fight going on tonight leading up to that fourth round. I do not think it's going to go into the fifth round, which is why I'm going to make my pick for this fight. Dustin Diamond winning via KO round four. I don't think he can get the submission, but I think he can do enough damage on Max Holloway. This could go either way, guys. This could go either way. But if I got five on this fight, my heart and my head, my heart's going with Max Holloway, to be honest. But my head is going with Dustin. And when your head is saying something, I've learned that you need to listen to that. Think about how hungry Dustin, what an animal this kid is. He's my age. But both these guys are creatures that we, we a lot of humans can't relate to. To be a fighter, you got to be out of your mind in the first place. These two guys are clicking on all cylinders. There's an, they're in fifth gear, revenant, and this is the biggest moment of Dustin's life, getting the title shot against a guy he's already beaten. This is huge. I'm leading for Dustin the Diamond here. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Moving down, Kelvin Gastelum versus Israel Adesanya. Now, what can we say about this fight? This is going to be the proving ground for Israel Adesanya. Now, hear me out before you guys throw me under the bus for saying that. That last fight that he had with Anderson Silva, if you guys heard my breakdown for it, me and James are talking about this. Anderson Silva is not Anderson Silva of yesterday. He's not the same guy that we used to see. And let me explain that a little bit further here for you. He's even said it in a lot of his interviews. He says, you know, back in the day when I had the championship title, same for Mighty Mouse. Back in the day when I had the championship title, I was chasing that championship title. There was a hunger that went along with it. The eye of the tiger. That's not there anymore for Anderson Silva. And he said it in interviews. I'm just having fun now. Which is why it's so frustrating watching Anderson Silva. This is why you're always at the edge of your seat. Because he can pull something out of the hat any moment. The fight that he had with Israel. There was only three rounds. 
Yell at me if you want. There were two more rounds. I think Anderson Silva could have pulled something off. I think Israel did look like the uh, better fighter that night, clearly. And I think Israel Asanya, even though he had respect for him, he wasn't letting him eat away like he did at Derek Brunson. This is a different story versus Kelvin Gaslam. This is a horse of different color. This is a guy who is still hungry. This is a guy who has been trying to find his, his sweet spot within the weight classes, within his training, and he finally found it. Unfortunately, his last fight was supposed to be against Robert Whitaker. On the same night, Israel Azania fought Anderson Silva. The fight didn't go through. Whitaker gets pulled out. Yeah, he gets surgery. I forgot what it was for. Uh, a hernia? or I, I believe it was hernia. I believe. My, my memory. I smoked too much weed. My memory's kind of slipping. But this is a big fight. And I'm not sure if, if this is the interim. If this is for the interim title. Let me check this really quick for you guys. What does this say? Okay, so yeah, UFC interim middleweight championship title. So Israel Asanya, a guy that came in here pretty quick. You know, it took me a little while to buy into Israel Asanya. And this is the proving ground for him against an elite fighter like Kelvin Gastelum. Israel Asanya, when he came to the UFC, and let me pull you guys back into Tapology so I can get a, a refreshment of who he's fought recently. Because when he came to the UFC, they are like, all right, we got him against a, a grappler, a wrestler. All right, Rob Wilkinson, he beats him by KO punches. One year, only a year and one month ago. I remember sitting there watching that. Not the most exciting fight. He had the upper hand. He wasn't even pleased with this fight. But in that moment, we knew that he was going to be a big star. Between his movement, his length, and what he was able to do promoting himself as a fighter. Remember, he was like, oh, I came into the Yakuza and I pissed all over it. Then he goes against Marvin Vittori. Wins via split decision 11 months ago. After that, Brad Tavares. Big win for him. Big win. I picked against him. That was a proving ground for him. So we go to the next stage. He gets Derek Brunson a run for his money. Beats him via KO, via knees and punches. Just five months ago. And his last fight beats Anderson Silva. He is on the run right now. He has momentum building up. And these are the most exciting moments of being an MMA journalist, broadcaster, or a fan. Or, or a fighter. Imagine that feeling. Going in there and hearing Dana White applaud you. But what did I just say? A lot of fighters, when they hear Dana White applaud you, your ego blows up. Look at Francis Ngannou. Sitting there with Stipe Miocic during that press conference. Oh, Stipe, don't pretend like you're not scared. Israel Asanya has that ego. But there's something different about it where he's not buying into it. He is the most critical about his own performances. I feel like he has OCD about his last performance and is always trying to improve. I'm not saying Francis isn't. But I'm saying every time we see Israel in there, he's always a better fighter than he was last time. And if you look at this progression of his last five fights and how he's climbed the ladder, maybe you could say, Kelvin Gasol, maybe it's too soon for him. If he goes in there and loses, a lot of people are probably going to say that. I think this is perfect. 
This is the perfect fight. Where is Israel Adesanya at? We know where Kelvin is at right now. But where's Israel at? Kelvin Gaslam, very dangerous fighter. Very smart fighter as well. Like I, like I keep saying, connecting the dots. Took him a while to find that smooth spot. He was always destined to be a big star, but had troubles with the weight cut, the, the weight divisions. His last loss three fights ago against Chris Weidman, arm triangle. I remember that place erupted during that night. Sometimes a fight like that is the best thing that could have happened for somebody like Kelvin Gastelum. You're going to grow more off a loss than you would off a win in that case. And yeah, the momentum could be building. But now he's on a two-fight winning streak. So that momentum is building. And he's learning more about himself and the mistakes that he's making inside the octagon. In a main event. This is so exciting, this fight that we have going on tonight. And it's for the interim title. Now, you've heard me complain so much about interim titles. But this makes sense. This is finally an interim title that makes somewhat sense. Where you have the actual champion who, who's not able to fight. It's not like he's still active and they're throwing it out there to, to promote a pay-per-view. This is an actual interim title. Why interim titles were made. And you have a rising star like Israel Asanya. You have a, a guy like Kelvin Gastelum who's been right there tooth and nail. Trying to crawl to that top spot. Trying to hold it. Taking out legends. Learning so much about himself. Always improving. Like I keep saying. Always improving. So who do you pick for this fight? I'm going to say my heart is going with Kelvin. But my mind is split between Kelvin and Israel. As, as I sit here, I can, I can see Israel sitting back, picking his shots. But I can see Kelvin getting in distance and landing a nice shot, dropping Israel out of Sanya and finishing. This is going to be such an amazing fight. I don't know what to even think. All right, looks like Miles is uh, trying to message. Look, really quick. Let me pull Miles in here, because I see I do see Miles messaging me here. Let me see. Let me see. Can you see my comments on your stream? Hey, Miles. What's up? And, and that's an issue, guys. If you are watching the stream, since I'm uh, live on Periscope and not on YouTube, I, I I can't even see the comments, which I need to bring in. I need to figure that out. Periscope. I've messaged you multiple times. How do I put my comments into my stream? I'm not able to view them. I have my phone out. I've been watching it. I haven't seen a single comment. No. All right. So Miles asking, can you see my comments on your live stream? No. But shoot right here. Kelvin versus Israel. Who you got? So I'm interested. I want to know. And if you're watching this, not live on the YouTube channel. Comment down below right now. Who do you have winning this fight tonight? Let's see what the odds are. Negative 180 slate favorite for Israel Asanya. I'm going with Kelvin. I wouldn't be mad if Israel wins though. Is this going to go to decision? You got five rounds. You got five rounds. Man, all right. So I think, I think Israel has a better shot later on the fight because he didn't look half bad. 
All right, Miles Hunt saying, uh, Israel, mate, second round finish, but UFC 236 is not tonight. <laughs> oh, God. UFC 236 is not tonight. When is UFC 236? Let's see. Maybe I am wrong. Seven. It's next weekend. <laughs> it's next weekend. Well, what a better time to do a preview show. That is fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad that I was able to get this out of the way, which gives us time to... <laughs> Ed, stop smoking weed, bro. You know, I looked at my phone. The funny thing is I look at my phone and I have my calendar here. And it says, up next, 10 p.m. tonight, UFC 236. Here, let me pull you guys in here. So I was like, oh, shit. Why haven't I been here? And this is why I said, why haven't I been hearing anyone talk about this? Why, why is nobody talking about UFC 236? Look at that. Up next, it says tonight. It says tonight. What the fuck? I'm glad to I'm glad to do a preview for this. I was like, why did I not see the the weigh-ins? What the fuck is going on here? That is hilarious. Shout out, shout out Miles for that. <laughs> that is great. Ed, stop smoking weed, bro. That is fucking hilarious. You were saying earlier on the stream. Why is no one talking about UFC 2 or Thicks? There's their answer. Because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What, the, what, what is going on? This is a huge card. Look at the prelims on this card. Those are even stacked. There's my answer. Miles. Look at Miles <laughs> right here. He goes, you were saying earlier on the stream, why no one talking <laughs> about UFC 236? There's your answer, Ed. There you go. Boom, baby. Boom roasted, as Ben Askren would say. That's fucking hilarious. But I'm glad I could be doing this preview show with you guys either way. And I'm kind of relieved that it's not tonight because even uh, the Pure Evil and May uh, staff members have been sending me their predictions as well. So I'm glad to get a week's, a week's head jump uh, start into this thing. But you know what? There are so many fights on this card that I'm looking forward to. So let's continue talking about this fight. That is fucking... That is so... That's so fucking funny. That is so... Now I should really put the dunce cap on, right? Alright, so let's jump back into this topology card. And let's see what we got going on in here. Kelvin got... So these, these odds are bound to change between now and next week. These are pretty close. Negative 180 slate favorite for Israel Asanya. Plus 155 slate underdog Kelvin Gaslam coming into this fight as an underdog. I'm taking Kelvin. And like I was about to say, Kelvin, if I think he can get it done in the first three rounds. If not, I think Israel can pick up. Oh, man. That's his second. You know what? Third round. I'm going third round Kelvin Gaslam. After that, if it goes past third to the fourth and the fifth, I'm going to go for Israel Adesanya. Let's see what you guys are saying. 70% so far are with Israel. 30% with Kelvin Gaslam. And let's see what the uh, the reach is. Oh, reach advantage. Almost uh, eight and a half inches here. Almost nine inches. 80 inch reach for Israel. 71 and a half for Kelvin. But you know what? He uses that to his advantage. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're the shorter fighter. Sometimes that is an advantage. Because you can... You've heard a lot of fighters explain this, and we've seen this a lot in Kelvin's last couple of fights here, where it actually works out in his favor because you're able to get that leverage. 
Eric Anders versus Khalil Roundtree. I mean, this gives me enough time to reach out to Eric Anders. This guy's on a two-fight losing streak, man. The last fight being to Elias Theodoro, and we had both these guys on. Before that, Diego Santos. Two very tough opponents. They're seeing where Eric Anders is at. Khalil Roundtree coming off a loss, but man, this is a guy who was on the Ultimate Fighter. He had heavy power behind those hands, and you want to root for him. He's a nice guy, and he trains at one of the best gyms on the entire planet. I believe at Syndicate MMA. There was a fight. What was it against Jolly? Where, where's this fight that he's had? Daniel Jolly. That was one of his most brutal wins so far in the UFC for Khalil Roundtree. Daniel Jolly walks out there, and his walkout looks so ferocious. Scary. It was scary to watch. Khalil Roundtree, calm, cool, collected. Bruce Buffer calls him out, or whoever calls him out. Jolly runs across the cage, eats a big knee, and he's out. That's it. That's all she wrote. Clear Roundtree, man. Another guy evolving. Beats Paul Craig. KO. What's this? Uh, decision. What is that? A draw? Okay. After that, Gokan Saki. And that was another big fight for Clear Roundtree. I was like, all right. This is going to be. this. Actually, that, that fight was actually scheduled a while before that. Didn't go down. They rebooked it. Rescheduled it. We were all foaming at the mouth to see Khalil versus Gokansaki. A fight that made a lot of sense. A young guy like Khalil and a new guy in the octagon with the legend of Gokansaki and his baseball knockout punches. I mean, if you look at the way Gokan fights and the way he throws those knockout punches, they come from all the way behind his back like he's throwing a curveball. And Gokansaki, his first win inside the octagon, man, he got rocked a couple of times, but was able to pull that, that KO that KO off. And we were hoping to see something very similar. But in this case, worked out for Khalil Roundtree. Big momentum booster. Big ego booster. If there is something to reassure Khalil Roundtree that he's in the right place, that he has what it takes to hang with some of the best, a win over Gokan Saki will prove it. But after that, getting the loss to Johnny Walker. No love lost there. No love lost there whatsoever. Johnny Walker, man. He's another guy that I, I, I'm so excited to follow his career. Everyone out there is. We cannot wait to see what is next to go down with Johnny Walker. No brownie points lost for Khalil Roundtree there. Johnny Walker, there's people talking about him being matched up very soon with a championship shot. I think it's too soon. But the way that things are going, and every time he steps in there, how is he going to top the last fight? Holy shit. Goes in there again. Okay. How is he going to top those last two fights? Holy shit. It's crazy. It's crazy what Johnny Walker has been able to do. His person. Another guy. Great personality. But uh, no love lost for Khalil Roundtree when it came to that, that loss. So now he's going up there. Eric Anders, who's on a two-fight losing streak. So if you look at it, both these guys have their back up against the wall, which makes for a vicious fight between Eric Anders and Khalil Roundtree. The light... Heavyweight division. Who am I going for? I'm going for my boy. Your boy. Eric Anders. I'm going to try to reach out to him. Uh, I'll text him after this. Oh, man. Just just even thinking about what can occur in those three rounds, in those 15 minutes. That's going to be a really interesting fight. All right. Uh, Alan Joban versus Dwight Grant also on this card. And this card's going down, not tonight, but next week, as Miles says. 
Here, hold on. Let's see what uh, Miles just said as well. <laughs> this is great. This is so funny. Let me pull you guys back into to what Miles said. Bet that's never happened before. Haha. Ha. I was commenting on the stream the whole time, but you couldn't see. And why can't I see what's going on here? Why can't I see what's going on on my Periscope? It, it's, it's a shame. But that's fucking hilarious. No, that's never happened before where I was ready for a fight a week ahead of time. When I thought I had a couple hours left for this prediction show, now I have a whole week, which enables me to get more views, more downloads and stuff. So shout out to Miles on that. Because I would have been waiting tonight. Imagine me in front of my TV waiting to watch this fight go down. Being like, what the fuck's going on? Why is nobody talking about this? Like, just, just, <laughs> I could see it already. I already went to the liquor store and got my booze for fight night. That's how, that's, that's how uh, much I was. It's all serious fault, man. It's all serious fault. Telling me that these fights were tonight. And I got it right here. Sirius telling me my next event, my alarm's going off. The UFC 236 tonight fucked me all up there. And that's why nobody was talking about it. Well, let's jump back into this fight. You got Alan Joban. And every I interviewed this guy about three years ago, maybe four years ago. So anytime, as you guys know, when you interview a fighter, most of the time you're going to root for him. Alan Joban's been in some brutal fights where he gets rocked a couple of times, but then is able to maintain, come back, and get the win. But as fights go on, he gets better and better. Yeah, he's got two losses out of his last five. He's three and two. Lost to Gunnar Nelson, no love lost. Lost to Nico Price, no love lost. And that was a very weird fight. From what I remember, that ended very quick within the first couple of seconds of that fight. And Nico Price was uh, head over heels on that victory. But Alan Joban was able to go in there and get the win over Ben Saunders via KO. So now you got the confidence building back. Dwight Grant, he's on a four out of five fights. Four wins out of five. His last loss being to Zach Otto. No love loss there via decision three months ago. Near even odds here. And I don't, I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to go with Alan Joban, man. What did we see in the Mike Perry fight? He's the more technical fighter. And he's always improving. Dwight Grant, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Ooh, 36% by KO. 64% of you guys are going with Joe Ban, though. I think Joe Ban has what it takes to be more technical, keep distance, and win this by decision. Nico Krylov, OSP, another great fight. How do you not root for OSP? And yeah, they matched him up against John Jones. Maybe not the best fight. Maybe John wasn't, you know, it, it was his debut back. Inside the octagon, I felt like a two-year suspension. That was the last time I was pretty upset with OSP, and he's pulling off these chokes, man. Or we're calling the OSP chokes at this point. Tyson Pedro, Corey Anderson, Yusin Okami, his last two losses, Yer Latifi, Dominic Case. I mean, those are elite fighters right there. OSP, man, he's still right there. A lot of people might call him a gatekeeper, but he's still right there. Nikita Krylov. On a one-fight losing streak, but before that, man, just killing people. Lost to Juan Blockwitz. Before that, winning over Fabio Maldonado. Old school. Emmanuel Newton. Old school. Wow. How about that? <laughs> wow. Those are some names. Emmanuel Newton and uh, Fabio Maldonado. Comes to the UFC, loses to Juan Blockwitz. Now he has OSP in front of him. I'm taking OSP, but that, that should be a good fight. And then Wilson Hayes. And I, I told you guys, Max Griffin. Gotta go for Max here. You know, two fights, 
with a W out of out of five. But man, like I said, that last fight they had down in Brazil, total bullshit. So you can say Max Griffin has been hot and cold, hot and cold. He's got his back up against the wall, and I'm sure he's in the gym grinding day after day. I'm going to try to also reach out to Max Griffin to get back on Pure Evil MMA this week. I'm going to reach out to Eric Anders as well. And let's see if I can also get well, Bilal Muhammad. I'm going to go for him. Wow, we've had a lot of guys on Pure Evil MMA that are fighting uh, next weekend. Randy Costum, guys. Keep your eyes on this kid. If there is one reason to tune into the early prelims of UFC 236, it's going to be Randy Costa. And I'm going to be at the edge of my seat hoping that he gets the win. Because you have a guy like this who's just killing people in the regional scene over at Cage Science coming into the UFC. I wasn't expecting it. James Lynch did an interview with Randy Costa, and he mentioned something about uh, being on Dana West's Tuesday Night Contender Series. But then we get word... I believe from Nolan King, Randy Costa, in the, you know, not Nolan King, Brian Gerson, I believe, reported it first. Correct me if I'm wrong. Brian Gerson or Nolan King uh, reported this first. Randy Costa coming into the UFC. Look at this card, guys. Seven days, three hours, four minutes, and ten seconds away. Let me know who you guys got here on this card. That was a really fun card to go through. And it's not one of these cards where it's like, all right, the first three fights on the main card are great, but then everything after that is, all right, okay. Uh, I don't really know who that is, but it could be a great fight. They're on a couple fight winning streak. Or a lot of these cards that we've seen lately, these guys are hot and cold, hot and cold. You don't know what to expect. Whoever made these matches for this card, this is some of the best matchmaking we've seen in 2019, by far. And for the people over at ESPN that don't get to watch the UFC, or haven't watched the UFC in the past couple of years, they have an A++ card on their hands, just for the prelims. Just for the prelims. Then you go to the main card, the storylines are there. This is going to be... On paper, if we can rate this on paper, 10 being the best, 0 being what the I'm not paying $7 for. I'm giving this a solid 9 out of 10 for potential. You have stars that are building their name. You have debut guys that have knockout power. An emotional backstory. This is a great card. This is an absolutely great card. Let me know what you guys think about this down below. What would you rate this? If you could look back on this card on paper, what does it get? Israel Asana versus Kelvin Gaslam. Do you know what this fight means? This is huge. I can't even believe it. And I'm looking forward to see what you guys have to say about it. Is Kelvin Gaslam going to come through? Show everybody what he's got? To take out this young up-and-coming buck? Is this Israel Adesanya's biggest test to date? I'd say so. And remember, if he wins, means he's next in line to fight Robert Whitaker. Dustin Diamond, Max Holloway. Two guys that fought before, but have evolved since. Picture that in your mind. What this fight's going to be like. What this card's going to be like. It's gold plated all around. This has all the tool, all the ingredients 
to be the biggest card of the year. And we've been spoiled in 2019, guys. We've seen some great cards without Conor McGregor. Remember what I just said? Without Conor McGregor. John Jones, great card, big name. But for a while, we were getting nervous. We're going, UFC needs these big stars. They need the big names to be successful. No, they don't. No, they don't. Justin Gaethje's Barboza. What about that fight? There's a lot of exciting new faces, new blood, new era inside the UFC. And that is it for Pure Evil MMA, guys. I'm your host, as always, Eve Letty from PureEvilMMA.com. Remember, check out all the results for UFC 236. PKFC 5, I believe, is going down tonight. I shouldn't be wrong about that. Uh, Arden Lavov, Jason Knight, our goal, Misfit Ferrer against Britton Hart. Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben is fighting. This is great. The ne these next couple of weeks, leading up to the summer, we have a stacked schedule for the UFC, Bellator, PFL, 1FC. What about Eddie Alvarez losing? What about Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson getting the win over? I mean, there are other promotions finally sticking their necks out. And I'm not saying they're neck and neck with the UFC. But the UFC finally has some competition. And there are finally big names in other organizations. Bellator is doing a great job. 1FC doing a great job. PFL just announced a couple of the uh, upcoming fights that they're going to have for this next tournament. Kayla Harrison over there. Keep your eye on her. This is exciting. This is why I love this sport. This is what makes me feel alive. This is why we're here, guys. With that being said, you know what we do now. Wait knuckles till the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Behave yourselves.